0: Welcome to the Lead Tough Not Loud podcast, where we help leaders focus on what's most important, not just what's the loudest. John Hatch here with my co-host Adam Pavis, and our discussion today is about listening and receiving feedback as a leader.
1: So this, this topic specifically, I I mean, I feel like it's linked directly to what we talked about in the last episode, which was about you know, being candid and having open and honest conversations Hmm. with your teams, building the trust to be able to have that, that back and forth with your teams for yourself personally. So you can grow. So I was reading through this and I was, I feel like maybe you did this on purpose. Like I feel like maybe this wasn't an accident, (laughs) but these pair well, really well together. And it's nice that these aren't like, and then in six months we're going to get to this topic that actually links to this. Like it's nice that these are, these are straight back to back. Um, so first I wanted to to just kind of like we do with a lot of these episodes I wanted to just let's I want to talk about like what what you're talking about specifically when you're talking to the audience and to me as well about talking and receiving and how how this kind of what what you're referencing of this like listening and receiving back and forth what yeah. is that what's kind of the framework what does that look like
0: Yeah well I think it's it's a good topic because we can all something we can all get better at right and I I you know, I really appreciate how we try to define what we're talking about, like for listeners, because again, like we said in the last episode, you know, everybody has different ideas of what something might mean or what words mean. And so it's good to be in clarity that. Um, so listening and receiving is an action and a posture of accepting feedback. That's, that's kind of what we mean. So last episode we did talk about candor, like you said, and how it can be a beneficial thing to develop healthy teams and cultures. But there's another side to candor and that is from the side of those receiving the honest direct frank feedback mm. those those who are receiving it have to learn how to listen and receive it well and uh-huh. so there's a part of right getting feedback you can be honest direct frank you can be candid but if it's not received well right and if the person doesn't know how to receive it well then that's not a good thing Yeah, and you're not building. So there's two sides of it to a little, to a little extent. Yeah. Like kind sense. of a, uh,
1: yeah. both sides of the coin there. I think what's, yeah. I, I, this, I, what I'm thinking here goes specifically with this, but I think it goes with a lot of this, what we talk about when it comes to leadership, just what people nowadays think of when they think of leadership is, and this is kind of an interesting, I see this a lot in the creative aspect of things online hmm is this idea of, um, like you're just, you're talented in this area, but it carves out the fact that yes, I may have a gift for all these different creative things that I do, or maybe even leadership, whatever it is, but it doesn't mean that I have not worked super, super hard and practiced and gotten good at this, that I taught basically worked with myself and taught myself Hmm. how to do this. So there's an aspect of this that there's an ability that comes from being able to listen and receive this kind of oh, feedback yeah. and stuff from people. It's not just like, Oh, you're either born with it or you're not like, yeah, there's a legitimate, Oh, you have to work on this. Let, um,
0: let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah. I think you hit on something really, really important because a lot of times people think that people are born leaders. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, he's a born leader. You hear that all. Yeah. The time. Yeah. I, and, or she's a born leader. Sorry. I just want to make sure Yeah, <laughs> either one. Good. Good. Clarify. Yeah.
0: Um, and I, I understand what people mean when they say that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, I, I get it. I understand what they're trying to, what they're trying to get at when they're trying to describe something. Right. And it's usually a good thing when they're trying to talk about somebody, but that like leadership, you're not born with great leadership ability. Like you may have like a gifting towards that. You may have a leaning towards that, but like anything else, leadership is a developed thing, a developed ability. And something that needs to be constantly developed. I think we just think that people are naturally good leaders, right? A lot of times we think people are naturally good leaders because maybe they're good speaking in front of people. Maybe they don't have that big of a fear of doing that. Maybe they're just loud. They're naturally loud. They know how to project their voice, right? So we think, oh, they're a great leader. That doesn't make somebody a great leader. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't. And I think that's a massive misconception about leadership that, it is something it's the ability to lead people is something that is constantly has to be constantly worked on and constantly developed. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because yes, when in listening and receiving feedback is something that constantly needs to be developed in leadership and that we constantly need to help our people that we're leading develop as well too.
1: So, so. I read, I read through all this initially from the standpoint of thinking, okay, in the last episode we talked to the leaders so in this episode, shout out to my friend, Mackenzie, we're going to talk to the followers. So if there's leading and following this, this would be for the employees, for the the teams underneath the manager. But now that, that we're kind of thinking through this, I'm like, no, this is actually a learned thing on both sides. It's a both end. Yep. You know, and it, I've worked with a lot of like clients and businesses and things where they like the one way street aspect. I'm going to come to you, to be super honest with you, and you're like, Oh, okay, great. That's, that's where we are. Like that, this is fantastic. So here's what I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden it's inappropriate and it's wrong. And no, you can't, hmm. no, no, like you're not supposed to give me feedback. I'm just supposed to give you feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another so, misconception of leadership, right? right? Yeah.
0: That I'm the only one who gives feedback to my team. They, they need to learn how to take it. Right. And we keep going. Mm-hmm. Leaders need to learn this. In fact, leaders, I would say, and we'll talk about this at the end. Need to lead the way in this. Uh, yeah. In in a lot of aspects.
1: So, if this is a learned, if, if this is something that you can learn, you can pick up on, and I'll say as a side note, why I cannot think of the, I don't know why it's slipping in my mind right now. What is that like numbers and leadership thing that everyone like was super hot about in like 2018? Enneagram? Enneagram. Yes. I could okay. not, I know it's like still a big deal. I just remember it like peaked in popularity. Yeah, like, like, what number are you? Yeah. What, so what is your number specifically? I'm a one. So you're a one. So here's the thing that's interesting: is I know, I know people like you who are one who are really poor leaders, and I know people like you who are one who are really good leaders. Hmm. Meaning that there is no like, oh well, even when it comes down to your personality type, like there's good leader personality types and there's bad leader. Yep. That that can't be if there's people who have taken the test and gone through the whole thing and realized and agree with, yeah, no, I'm totally a one. And there's good leaders and bad leaders, and you see that everywhere. It's just kind of an, an interesting level set. Yeah. On all that. But if all, the, if this is a learned thing, if this is something you can pick up on that you can practice, that you can get better at uh, as a leader and as someone who's, you know, following their leadership, someone else's leadership, where does the ability to listen and receive come from? Like, where, where does it start or how, how do you practice it? Like, where does this come from? It comes from humility. It comes, it starts with humility. Okay. Well, I'm
0: out from, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and that's a major humility is a major character trait yeah. of great leaders. It, and the more humility you see in a leader, man, the, my opinion, the greater the leader that they are. Yeah, I think that, that just, you see that. And that's why we talk about humility as something that is a personal character trait that needs to be developed in leadership. And especially when it comes to learning how to lead tough, um, humility, when we talk about humility, we talk about the fact that it starts with gratitude. It starts from this place of gratitude, right? That, um, I need people around me to help me be successful and to help our organization, help our team be successful. It's not all dependent on me. It's dependent on everybody else around me. And so I'm not good at certain things. The rest of my team members are good at and understanding, and then being grateful for that is really important. It's an important first step towards humility. Um, not only that, but the realization that my the people around me, the people that are following me, the people that I'm leading need me to be candid with them in order to make them better. Yeah. But the flip side of that is I need the people around me to be candid with me in order to make me a better leader. And if I can understand that and be grateful for that, then I've taken a good step towards humility and which is another good step towards listening and receiving feedback. Yeah. And so it really, it starts with, it starts with humility and it comes from humility. Um, the ability to listen and receive, you know, well starts there.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, again, humility, that's something else (laughs) that's a learned, it really is. It's all the, all the aspects of leadership are things. So if, if anyone's listening and you're thinking, I'm just not built to be a leader, maybe you're not, maybe it's really uncomfortable for you. Maybe you're, I've said it before for a lot of people. There's some people out there who are like the most incredible support systems for leadership. They're the ones who keep them grounded. They're the ones who keep things Mm -hmm. moving and going, which is fantastic. And it's great. But if you're in a position at your company, at your person, in your personal life, maybe at your own company that you own or one that you're working for, whatever the situation is, and you want to increase your your leadership capabilities. These are not things that are born. Oh, I have these three, but I'm missing these five. You can build up any one of these to help cultivate and become a good leader. So with that, let me ask you,
0: let's get real practical with you for a second. Okay. Cause I feel like this is something that, um, you and I have been friends for, for a while now. And I think we're pretty candid with each other, you know, and, but as even in, let's talk about, your line of work, your field of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being a designer, like talking about brand and design, you know, you're constantly doing things for people who are different. Everybody yeah. has different taste about what colors they like, how they want something to look, you know, like what kind of vibe they want to give off, what they want their brand to be. And so you're constantly, as you design things for people, mm-hmm. you're constantly getting feedback.
1: Yeah. And you're yep. probably
0: constantly hearing, oh, I like that. Oh, I'd hate that, you know, or I kinda want it to be this color, or you know, and probably you can't even like you're trying to make sense of even what they want you to design. Yeah. But then you present something to somebody, right? And then you have to be open
1: yep. to whether or not they're <laughs> gonna like
0: it. That's man, yep. that's that's a huge, huge thing. How do you how do you handle that and maybe how have you grown in that area? Because that's a big part of the work that you do yeah is getting that is learning to receive well mm-hmm. that feedback
1: yeah so that is not something that i was good at from the beginning this was definitely something that had to be learned um so in the beginning everything every design that it every piece of print material every logo whatever it was i would i would and this is good this is needed but there's a balance here but i would treat every single one of those like a, an extension of me like part of mm. myself i was pouring little bits and pieces of myself into everything I did, which means when the feedback would come, you were critiquing me. You were critiquing my personal identity, who I was. And that's
0: hard to get away with as a creative. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, there, there's really no way to, to kind of separate yourself Hmm. from, you know, pouring yourself and what you know and who your emotions and who you are into something, especially when it comes to something visual. But what I realized, um, I would say probably be like eight, to 10 years ago was it's not my identity. There might be some of who Mm. I am in this stuff, but it's not my identity. So at the end of the day, if I make you four different logo concepts, we go through all of them and you just take them to the, like through a tree shredder, every single one of them. And maybe your, your candor is not kind. Maybe it's, you know, a little too aggressive to where I'm thinking like, I don't know if that person just had a bad day or what was going (laughs) on, but that was rough. And there's a lot of those situations. Yeah. When I, go back to my art boards and I'm looking at everything and be like, okay, where do we where do we go from here? I don't see that as you came after me. You just mm-hmm. didn't like the artwork and the designs that were in front of you. So yeah. what I can do is separate my identity and who I am. So when the feedback comes, we're both pointed in the same direction. We're both talking about what we're looking at. We're both on the same page. And I I've treated a lot of my feedback just in life in general with that same aspect where I'm going to do things I'm going to speak somewhere. I'm going to present. I'm going to create all kinds of different stuff. I'm going to do photo shoots, whatever it is, but it's not, it might be a piece of me in all that stuff, but it's not my identity, which means mm-hmm. when the, when it comes time for, Hey, you kind of stumbled through this. This wasn't great. I don't feel personally attacked anymore. It's oh, okay, cool. That's, that's fine. Yeah. This is just a product. It's something that I produced. It's something that we're doing. It's something that you saw. If you have feedback, you can tell me, and we're talking about a final product. We're not talking about Adam as a human being yeah. that that I would say is still tough, and I think it would be tough for anybody, yeah, is the personal
0: that's yeah, that's good, I think is there an aspect too of that of where like you like knowing that hey, it's not your identity, but it is something significant for the person you're doing it for oh yeah, so like is that an aspect too that you're like hey this is this is the person whose opinion matters the most, especially mm-hmm. in the design world, so I want it to be something that they want yeah. and like and stuff too.
1: Yeah. So what's interesting, and you even touched on this in the last episode and and in this one as well, is the idea of caring, that, mm. that candor and being transparent and those kinds of really open conversations come from a place of caring. What I do before I start any kind of a design project is a lot of research. It's a lot of questions on their part and kind of grilling the client or the end result to whoever those people, whoever it is that I'm making something for, I need a really clear understanding of who you are, who you're after, what you're doing. But from there, the research that I do is not even necessarily to go rip something else off or to do something, it's so I can care. Because until that point, I don't know what you do. Yeah. I don't know why I should care. I don't know why I should attach any kind of, I don't know why I should want this to succeed hmm. if I don't have the care and the backstory and the information behind it. So if I can look into that farther, if I can dive deeper into that side, I become more invested in a from a caring standpoint to where I can really kind of up level everything from there, because I want this to succeed just as much as you do. Cause yeah. I have a bigger, I have a bigger picture on that part yeah. on that front.
0: That's awesome. I think that can be translated internally to, to our teams as well too. Right? Like if I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you feedback because I think you can be even better. Right. I think you're great. I think you can be even better. Yeah. And so, knowing your people, you know, and, and understanding that, you know, is a huge piece of kind of giving that feedback too. And, and I think doing that research about who are you leading, right. Mm-hmm. And, and even in the areas that are improving and why it's important to improve. Yeah. Like why it's important to be better. Like, what are we getting, what are we, going, what are we after? Here? Well,
1: I think pra- like a practical application parallel between the two would be, I'll listen for a little. For for little uh, things that I can pick up on when I'm in conversations with people. So if I'm if I'm talking to a client who j- kind of keeps referencing what you know what they like, what they don't like, and we're going through kind of the normal motions, but they maybe keep referencing how they got burned by a different like agency or a different designer. Well, we were thought we were doing this. They kind of dropped off. We didn't hear from them for a really long time. What they're telling me without telling me is that constant and good communication is super important to these people. They this person wants. Back and forth communication constantly, which means I can create a much more caring and open relationship by just letting them know, Hey, I'm just letting you know, getting ready to do some more updates. I should have something for you by this date. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. So that's, that's on that front. I also work with and for a lot of people who they trust you and they just, they just want you to come back to them when it's time to review some stuff. They don't want a play by play update that annoys them. It's not what they're looking for. So you can hear a lot of times in people, you know, Oh you know, you're the expert. You, you just let me know when you need me to look at something. Those, those are the cues of like, okay, so this person wants good solid end results. They're not interested in like a play by play, which is totally fine. But just like with your employees, I wouldn't know those things from the people that I'm working with. If I wasn't asking questions and actively listening hmm. for this back and forth. So yeah. when you're talking with your teams, hearing, you know, if you're, if you're asking questions purely just for the sake of learning more, so doing your research, you're hearing your teams and employees say, you know, I came from a really rough situation before at my last job, or I really felt trampled on or A, B, and C, whatever the thing is, think through those things and hold on to it. So when it comes time to be transparent and candor and have the back and forth of these these individuals on your team, you can kind of sidestep some of this stuff. Well, this person, this is a tough spot for him, this is yeah. a bruise. I don't need to go in there pushing on that. I can approach it from this angle. Yeah. Which will be healthier on this part from yeah. both sides, you know? Yeah. So knowing how they're going to receive it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and
0: being very careful with that too. It's yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. You know, I was, um, I've seen great examples of humility and receiving, listening and receiving feedback really well. I, in fact, yeah, I worked for somebody who did who did that extremely well. Um, one of the most humble people that I know. Still have a great friendship with him, and and I set an amazing standard for me. In terms of um, you know what it means to listen and receive well, yeah. um, feedback. And I think there's fantastic examples. That think you know a lot of us might be able to think of people like this. Might be able to think of people the opposite, you know, too yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I was just recently doing doing a workshop with a with a team, and there came a point where the leader, you know, of this team was getting some feedback from his team in the middle of of the conversation in the middle of this workshop and it was a little bit back and forth. And there was this moment that I, I saw where it was like this leader had the opportunity to, to go down one of two paths. And one was the path of being defensive and making excuses and shifting blame. And the other path was to accept what he was hearing and, but also to, to speak to it. And he chose that better path of Mm -hmm. receiving and listening well. He was still strong with some of the stuff that he gave back, um, you know, and, and it was great. And what happened in him doing that, it furthered the conversation down a really good path. And some resolution ended up happening in terms of the relational dynamic and the culture of that team. And it was amazing to see that unfold. One of the, one of the fears I think a lot of people have, a lot of leaders have, when you talk about you know, you talk about being candid, being honest, being open, and then being willing to listen and receive some tough feedback Yeah, is it can often lead to conflict. And there is a massive fear of conflict that a lot of leaders have and a lot of organizations have, and a lot of teams have. It's like, Hey, can we just all, how can I keep the peace? How can I, you know, strive to make everybody kind of happy and keep my team, you know, happy with each other. Yeah. And that's a whole nother episode we're going to talk about when it comes to conflict. Yeah. But that's really what keeps us from being candid and what keeps us from receiving good feedback, um, you know, is we're afraid of what it might mean, um, and where it might lead us, you know, to conflict. Yeah. Um, and stuff too. And just the natural tendency that we all have of like, if somebody tells me something that maybe I need to change or do differently, that's just that's just hard to accept, right? It's just naturally hard to accept because we're set in our ways. And so to do something better means I have to change something. Yeah. And there's just this totally. natural resistance to to change that a lot of us have to deal with. Um, and especially in leadership, we have to deal with that a lot.
1: Well, I think, you know, bottom line is, it's just, it's not, this is one of those leadership things that is, it's super important, but it's not one of the fun ones to work on. This is not um, working on, kind of the, the balancing point of your charisma. That's fun. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's like, Oh cool. Let's, let's really let my personality kind of flow and kind of do some little bit of like self soul searching on this. Cause see what this looks like. That's, that's more of like a fun thing mm-hmm. to focus on. This is not as much. Um, but I will tell you, and this is from kind of what you were touching on before, which is like the experience from just the world of design, just like a never ending conveyor belt of feedback most of which you didn't ask for, which is always super fun. <laughs> but, uh, is honestly it, I getting. I would like, I just would want to encourage of our listeners there. You will cross a point. You will cross a line where you're, you almost get butterflies in anticipation for it. Cause you're ready for it. Hmm. It, it's, it doesn't become this, like your abs are all tight and you're like, this is good, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like you're almost ready for it where you're, where, you know, when this feedback comes, it goes one of two ways. Either I get the feedback man, you nailed it. This is great. This is awesome. Okay, cool. And I'm going to feel really good from that. They come back with, Hey, we have some changes or we're not really feeling this other thing. It means it's going to get better from there. Yeah. So this is not like, Hey, well, hopefully there are the times where it's, we don't think you're a good fit for what we're doing and that's fine. But, (laughs) and that is honestly like sure. Clear feedback, but you will start to anticipate it in a, in a positive sense because you know, no matter which direction this goes, it just means it gets better from here. We either did it well, and we get to just be super open and transparent and honest about how well this went and how good we're doing, or if there's some notes here, it just means that moving forward it's going to get better from here, yeah. which is usually where I'll approach it. It's good with with most of the stuff that I'm doing inside and outside of the design world. Yeah, that's good.
0: So one thing I would tell you know leaders when it comes to listening and Receiving well and learning to do that is as a leader, you know, there's, there's one point in this, you know, that we can kind of, you know, end on it's the leader needs to go first with your team in this, that, um, the, you know, it's a tough aspect of leadership, but that's the burden of leadership too, is going first. And what I mean by that is taking the step of giving your team, giving the people that you're leading permission to give you feedback, Ooh. Ooh. give them, give them permission, <laughs> yeah. right? A lot of leaders don't do that. They don't think they need to do that. And you can make that choice as a leader if you want, that's fine. But I think you're going to end up with the culture you're going to end up with if that's, if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. If you choose to give your team permission to be candid with you, to give feedback, and then Make it safe for them to do that. What I mean by is there's no punishment for them giving you that feedback. There's no like, oh, I'm going to get back at them, right? But you listen and you receive it well from a place of humility and a place of gratitude. That's an incredible step a leader can take, to take that first step in that. And you're going to build amazing, amazing trust. With that, I kind of just want to remind everybody who's listening to our podcast that what we talk about when it comes to lead tough, not loud is tough aspects of leadership. It's, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy as a leader to take that step and to give your team, the people that for lack of a better word are are beneath you and lower than you yeah. in position and title. It's not easy to give them permission to do that. A lot of leaders don't do that because there's fear there of what they're going to hear. But if you can do that as a leader, if you can take that tough step, you're on an incredible path to building an amazing Culture within your team, and an amazing path to become a better leader because you're receiving that feedback, from people as well. But it's tough. Yeah. We talk about tough yeah. things. That's why it's called lead Tough Not Loud. Hey, thanks for listening. We know your time is valuable, so we hope this episode was valuable to you. For more information about lead Tough Not Loud, visit leetough.com.